And welcome to another episode of The Bandit Room. My name is Charles. I'm joined here in the studio today by Mr. Caleb. Hello. Thanks for joining us. Aggie is out this week. He is traveling. But across the table from us, we have our guest for this episode, Mr. Lucas McFadden. Thank you for joining us. Oh, of course. So this is a great setup, and any (laughs) chance I can uh, have to talk... You know where to find me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you're not used to being on the other side of these tables. Uh, you, you are the anchor and producer of CN2 News, the co-host of Palmetto Mornings on WRHI. Uh, so you're, you spend your whole life doing this. <laughs> I have uh, 22 years. 22 years. I graduated college in 2001. Oh, you have an age today. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm concerned you have the ring of power or something like that. Well, they always say don't tell your age in media because they want people to have like, you know, uh, non-biased yeah. opinion of how you are. But sure. I usually, I live my life out there. So yeah. I tell folks I'm 43. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so graduated college in 2001 and was hired right then and there by CN2. Actually started the year before while I was in college mm-hmm. as an intern in uh, 2000, okay. the summer of 2000 before my senior year. So I've worked in media since I graduated from college. Wow. wow. Fantastic. It's the only thing I know. <laughs> <laughs> so, so introduce uh, yourself to our, our listeners here. So uh, give us a little bit more backstory. Where, where are you from? Where'd you grow up? And uh, how'd you get started in, in the broadcasting business? Sure. Well, I'm Lucas McFadden. I am from Fort Lawn, mm-hmm. South Carolina in Chester County. Mm-hmm. It was not a one-stop light town when I lived there. It is now a one-stop light town. <laughs> so I can proudly say I was there when they put in the first stoplight. Moving on up. That's wow. right. <laughs> um, so we live on our family's farm. So my granddad, uh, it's his his farmland. So okay. um, my dad is the middle child. He's got an older brother and a younger sister. So they all have, we all have property out there on the land uh, compound. That's what we call it. After watching Yellowstone, <laughs> oh, I think cool. we're more like the Duttons now that I think about it. <laughs> um, but I had a really great childhood, uh, very close to my mom and my dad, a uh, strong family unit. My brother as well lived outside playing in the Creek, having a lot of fun. Uh, it was in about third or fourth grade. My dad got a VHS camcorder uh-huh. the big big ones that hold the, the, the whole tape in it yes. the, whole tape. <laughs> the vhs oh, tape man. in it and it was so big and so heavy but he brought that out yeah and we started recording everything we did as a family <laughs> and got very comfortable real quick in yeah. front of the camera nice um, before we had to do presentations like in school he would set it up on a tripod we would give the presentation i would put the vhs in the uh TV, or the yeah, and then the go back and kind of cr- critique it. Like, yeah. okay, I oh, need to do wow. this different. I need to maybe try this. So it was really interesting um, to be able to have that immediate feedback. Yeah, uh, and That's and just uh, I think our family overall, we we never meet a stranger. Yeah. We really enjoy I'm um, talking to people, getting to know people's story. So. In third grade, I didn't know I wanted to be a TV news anchor, but yeah. I found television fascinating. Mm-hmm. So with, you know, just some f- watching the, the local news here and before CN2 and uh, in addition to the radio, you've got all your news from Charlotte. Yeah. So um, watched all the Charlotte anchors, TV anchors, and was mm-hmm. thinking, boy, this is a great career. You get to meet people, mm-hmm. tell their story and have some fun. Yeah. So it was pretty much a slam dunk at a young age. So nice. like in high school, I did our morning newscasts. Yeah. Um, had a pretty good following, went from just one day a week doing it to then two days a week, yeah. and then went to USC Lancaster 
to help pay some college bills. Gotcha. So it wasn't as, as expensive as yeah. going immediately to a four-year school and went to the College of Charleston. Okay, nice. Got my undergrad from there. While there, when I was home for the summers, I reached out to CN2 to see if they had any job opportunities, figuring they would take more of a, a chance on me mm-hmm. than the, the legacy channels would in Charlotte. Gotcha. And it and it worked. So they said, we don't have anything in the news department, but we have stuff in production. After our salespeople sell the ads, you go meet with the client and write up a, a story, a script, and they would shoot it. And okay. I would say, oh, this is great because I got to interview them, write up a script, think of the video. So I did that for uh, three months, finished my senior year in Charleston, interned a whole year at the NBC affiliate down there, WCBD. Okay. And then when I graduated with, with a degree in hand, mm-hmm. I walked into the news director's office and said, I'm not going to leave here <laughs> until I have a job. <laughs> uh, and so they said yes. Okay. And I spent four, uh, th- uh, 2003 years, 2001 to 2004 at CN2 as a general assignment reporter, mm-hmm. fill in anchor, everything else in between. Mm-hmm. And then 2004, I went to go work for WIS, which is the NBC affiliate in Columbia, South Carolina. Okay. It's called a legacy station. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it only has three call letters. So it's it's one of the original gotcha. uh, frequencies. Um, but in terms of uh, legacy for NBC affiliates across the country, it's mm-hmm. one of the top 10. Oh, wow. So I, I worked with anchors that I watched when I was in elementary school and middle school. Yeah. And I just loved it. So uh, a lot of people in our industry want to work in big TV markets like New York, Los Angeles, Chicago. Yeah. I just remember my interview saying like, this is my big market. Like <laughs> this is my home state, yeah. my home station. And so I felt very blessed. So nice. spent four great years there and came back here in 2008 yeah. to CN2 as anchor and been here ever since. Wow. wow. All right. So okay. about 15 years-ish in, in Rock Hill? Back back yeah. again, yeah. Back so again. 22 years overall, mm-hmm. Eight, I think 18 years at CN2 mm-hmm. during two tours of duty. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, one is one is still <laughs> continuing. Still ongoing, yeah. And then four years uh, at WIS. So I yeah. just call that like, it's it was like going off to college again. Yeah, yeah. So you just totally committed to Rock Hill. Yeah, yeah. at this point, right. At this point. I, I knew once I got into the industry, I wanted to... Once I once I uh, got married and have mm-hmm. a fan, uh, had a kid, yeah. I wanted to settle down in a community because I I feel like this is just Lucas yeah. McFadden's opinion. Yeah. You can make more of an impact in a community when you live there. Mm-hmm. You know the players, you know the mm. landscape, you yep. know who to call when this happens. Right. Versus a typical contract in our line of work can be anywhere from two, mm-hmm. three, five, or seven years. Right. You know, and you're bouncing around. You might see many cities in the country, right. but you don't. By the time you understand what's going on your contract is up either Mm. you you want to stay there and they don't want you there or you want to stay there and they say we don't want you (laughs) so they kind of determine a lot of your 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 future and i wanted to control more of my future than i wanted a consultant or an agent to control my future yeah and you're from the area and you put down Mm. roots here so Mm. it makes sense you'd you'd say you're Satisfied with oh, your decision. Oh, totally. 100%. <laughs> I love it. My yeah. mom's from Rock Hill. My dad, again, we live yeah. in Fort Lawn. So my family's been able to watch me my entire career. I went to, I was born in York County. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously raised in Chester County, um, went to high school in South Carolina, college in South Carolina, and all of my jobs have been in South Carolina. Gotcha. So it's the only state I know, but I'm yeah, very nice. proud. I'm a very proud <laughs> South Carolinian. Wonderful. A good sand lapper. As are we, as are we <laughs> at the bandit room. Uh, now you're also on the radio. You're, you're sure. doing WRHI as well. Palmetto mornings. Uh, 
when did you get into that? So that came together about six years ago. Okay. So uh, this around this time, six you years didn't ago. Didn't have enough to do. Uh, yeah, exactly. You weren't getting up early enough. <laughs> That's right. I am an early riser. When okay. I worked at WIS in yeah. Columbia, I, I was uh, asked in my interview, would I be okay to work the early morning shift? Yeah. Which uh, have got up uh, around two o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh. absolutely. So mm-hmm. I'm a, a morning person. I think growing up on a farm, you, yeah. you, you have to get yeah. up early. Okay. Uh, and so I... I get more of my energy first thing in the morning. Heart rooster. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I like that. I'm definitely a once the alarm clock goes off kind of guy. I don't yeah. hit snooze many times, like at all. So so anyway, it was a natural progression because I did that shift for four years early in the morning, waking up at two, getting to work and working till about noon. So uh, I'm already up early already t- to yeah. exercise. That's yeah. a big part of of keeping my sanity and yeah. just overall mm-hmm. happiness. Yeah. Uh, but I just would fill in every now and then. And then an opportunity came up and they said, Hey, nice. would you like this full time? And yeah. I was like, Oh, I never thought of it. Um, there are a lot of similarities between television and radio. Mm-hmm. I don't know if people would make that connection, but there are a lot of similarities. Mm-hmm. And the fact I had the, the TV morning background of how morning television operates same thing with radio it's fast paced right. you got a news breaks yep. first thing in the morning it's also as uh, it, it's a piece of comfort for people as they're getting their day ready mm-hmm. to have the same voice yeah whether it's on television or radio mm-hmm. so you don't see a ton of turnover hopefully first thing in the morning because people set their routines mm. by what they see in the mornings more than Makes any sense. other part in their day <laughs> uh, but it was a it's been a great fit i told him i said let's just try it for the summer <laughs> six years later <laughs> yeah i think it went very well <laughs> nice. um, but they're two locally owned companies yeah. cn2 is a division of Caporium, locally owned wrhi locally owned by alan miller and manning kimmel right we're not governed by each other mm-hmm. um, but we complement each other very well in fact cn2 is now located upstairs at the broadcast house at WRHI. So my commute is very short from my house (laughs) to the radio station is less than seven minutes. And then after the radio, I just walk up a flight of stairs and there you go. Nice. (laughs) But it's been a nice um, partnership between the two uh, media outlets and it truly is now a broadcast house. Gotcha. That's awesome. Uh, I was wondering where, where y'all were shooting now because they, they tore down your old studio, right? They did. CN2. So what's going on there? Are they going to build something else? We are, we've always been told that's just room, more room for economic development downtown, yeah. which yeah. is fine. That was an old bank building. Yeah. We loved it. You never look a gift horse in the mouth. Yeah. And they were happy to give us yeah. that building many years ago. CN2 is only 30 years old. So yeah. we're very young compared to our media competition out mm-hmm. there that been around for 75 plus years, some gotcha. 100 years. So, uh, yeah. But that was an old bank building. Mm-hmm. It was starting to show, it eight, show its age a little bit. Mm-hmm. So um, when it was being torn down, I got some pictures and video. Yeah. And I remember my daughter saying, were you sad? And I'm like, I'm really not that sad. Right. Because it's really just a building. Yeah. yeah. You, we, our, our jobs are yeah. so, it's so transient. Like yeah. you, I could work right here on this table and mm-hmm. do a newscast. Right. I just needed the building for, yeah. to record, yeah. so to speak. So, mm-hmm. um, but it was, it was, you know, yeah. it was, I got memories Emotional. of it and that's yeah. where I started my TV career. Sure. But in the new, the new space, we've got more technology. Yeah. Um, we, we produce against a green screen. Mm-hmm. It gives us more tools to help nice. us with our storytelling. So yeah. that, that, that part I, I, I appreciate. And that the fact that the company still sees our value and invests money in new equipment is really nice at yeah. a time where most stations radio or television and even newspaper they cut back on everything Mm -hmm. our folks at cn2 and at wrhi see the value and continue to give us the tools that we need to do our job effectively that's fantastic it's really good 
um, talk a little bit about your morning routine. We were uh, we're recording this episode earlier than we typically do. To, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. You had some scheduling conflicts. No, it's fine. But uh, you, we were just talking about we need some coffee or something like that. And you were saying you don't drink coffee. I do not drink for a coffee. morning show. And when do you start your day? So uh, my alarm goes off at 4:30 in the morning. Uh-huh. I get up and go to um, a fit my my fitness routine gotcha. wherever that is. So I have a, a vast portfolio of what I do, different things, different days. Gotcha. So I do that from about five o'clock in the morning to about 545, 550, mm-hmm. come home, shower, get dressed in a suit. Mm-hmm. Now people say, why do you get dressed in a suit if you're on the radio? Yeah, go on the radio. Um, yeah. So you can certainly <laughs> listen to us, but we're also on Facebook Live gotcha. and Caporium Cable uh, Channel 103. Right. And the folks at the radio station say, this is a professional environment. Yeah. Yeah. And it's very true. So, uh, you know, most folks in radio wear t-shirts and jeans, mm-hmm. uh, but it's just very professional. So back it, in the day where they would dress up when they, you not. would, that's yeah, right. Yeah, Remember you used yeah. to dress up for a flight. Yeah. And when you see <laughs> people wearing a suit and a dress pajamas, compared to, to yeah. compared to what you see now, yeah, right. pajamas. Yeah. Right. And even that sometimes, <laughs> um, so that goes on. So I get to work by six 30, hit the ground running immediately. So we're huh. on the air by six 40. So I have about uh, 10 minutes to kind of prep. Yeah. I'm already thinking in my head, what, what we're going to talk about, what we're going to kind of do. Gotcha. We kind of produce the radio show in the moment. We don't mm-hmm. have a, a said producer just because of the, the schedules that everyone will keep. So I do that until nine o'clock in the mm-hmm. morning. And then at nine o'clock in the morning, I switch and um, go upstairs to mm-hmm. CN2 and do that all day until we record our newscasts. Uh, we, we record live, mm-hmm. so we're not live, but it's very similar to like what um, Inside Edition, mm-hmm. Entertainment Tonight, yeah. parts of SportsCenter on ESPN. When we watch some of those programs, they were recorded about 30 minutes in mm-hmm. advance. Like the nightly yeah. news that we watch, yeah. um, ABC, NBC, CBS, mm-hmm. they can't do those live because if mm-hmm. they do, people in California are watching it at three o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> so <laughs> they might some of those still might be live and taped yeah. to live. So it's, it's, we treat it as live gotcha. unless we make a huge blunder. We, <laughs> we say, okay, let's do that again. But yeah. for the most part we yeah. push through Nice. and then I get usually get home between six and six thirty. have mm-hmm. family time and then actually answer some more emails, mm-hmm. prepare for the next day. And that's what it's like every single day. Nice. And that's, and that's also a calm night. If I yeah. don't have, if my daughter doesn't have a sporting event right. or if I'm not emceeing or yeah. right. uh, asking to be part of a community event, which yeah, is a which, big part of our, of my job. Yeah. Too I as suppose well. you've got a lot going on right now with come see me mm-hmm. going on. So uh, yeah, describe your, your obligations when, when you've got something like that <laughs> yeah. around yeah. here, it's kind of like the big thing. There's yeah. come sure. see me and then there's Christmasville. I mean, sort of the two big anchors of our community. Very, very true. So I'm a team leader for a come see me event. So yeah. this is my 11th year doing Broadway night with Ashley Lang. Mm. So Jane Hayes, Mother Goose, yeah. Miss Rock Hill herself had the event. Okay. And so after the 50th anniversary, she gave me and Ashley the binder, a very <laughs> thick binder wow. for the event and said, here you go. Oh. And I said, oh, we were looking for an event to get involved in. And I guess <laughs> when opportunity knocks, you open up the binder. <laughs> so we've been doing that event for 11 years now. So nice. we have auditions, people audition, they have to sing a Broadway show. And then we have to say yes and no I don't like telling people no. I really don't. Yeah. I, I also don't like the word no, just in general, <laughs> given my lot of work. Right. Um, but you know, we have we do have to keep the show at a certain amount. So anyway, so we we've we um, 
cast the show, uh, stack it, and then it's part of Come See Me. So I do that. I'm also now involved with the Christmasville Festival yeah. in wow. addition to, you know, a lot of people ask me to emcee a ton of events, which I'm happy to do so. Um, sometimes I say, um, again, I don't like to say the word no, but sometimes <laughs> I do have to take a break. Yeah. Uh, you, it's a juggernaut, you yeah. know, to, to be yeah. on all the time. Right. And I can see why celebrities, especially when we do see them out and about, and they might have a bad day or they mm-hmm. flip out or they just don't look their greatest. Mm-hmm. I always say yeah. I somewhat can relate to them because when you're <laughs> on all the time, I mean, there are yeah. some days I leave my house at four 30 and I don't get home until mm-hmm. 10 o'clock at night yeah. Yeah. and then have to do it all over again the next day. So right. you, 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 I get my energy off of other people, but at a certain point mm-hmm. it's, right. it is draining. Well, and it's, for you, it's not just like a regular job. You're also, you know, you're performing in a sense. That's exactly you know, what I it is. I don't mean like, you know, you're real, you're a real person and you're, you're portraying yourself. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I think of it from my theater background. It's yeah. you're, you're, you're using your, your broadcasting voice and you're, 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 uh, performing that role, uh, all day. Mm. It's very true. Making small talk. Yeah. I love making small talk, but sometimes even yeah. people who are animated and talkative need to have some quiet time. Yeah. So it, it's yeah. a lot. I, I, again, I'm biting off more than I can chew. I look at it as a gift from God. You know, yeah. God gave me these talents and skills. And if I can help a nonprofit or school raise more money because I've got that expertise to bring to the table, yeah. wh- why would I deny someone that? So right. if I've ever had to tell anyone no, yeah. please know that <laughs> it's just because I am just on empty. <laughs> Truly overwhelmed. Yeah, I've told yeah. before, I said, yeah. I've told my wife, I said, I might have to check into a spa in quotations <laughs> as the celebrities do. Just right. issue a statement that I have entered right. into a spa disappear for, for exhaustion. <laughs> disappear for a month, we'll know yeah, what's going on. Yeah, a sabbatical. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and, and that's if you're not running a, a 5K or marathon yeah. or something as well. Well, right, because you're, right. you're doing a lot of that sort of thing as well. I do run a lot, so um, it's interesting. Um, I was a late developer every in every part of life, <laughs> from maturing um, and when it comes to being an athlete. So at Louisville High School, we only had like the basic sports: football, baseball, basketball, and track for for guys mm-hmm. and for girls. Now they have soccer and lacrosse and all these other sports, which I'm so glad that they do. Yeah. So I, I'm not built like a football player, <laughs> despite what you might see. <laughs> I don't have the skills for basketball. Baseball I love, but I just never really caught on. So, But I did like to run. So I, I ran track since the eighth grade, never won a single race. Oh. You know, sometimes in a week you would have three or four track meets. Mm-hmm. I either finished dead last <laughs> or next to last. Oh. And I've got the receipts to prove it because my dad recorded all of my track meets. <laughs> on the old VHS. On the VHS, VHS <laughs> yeah. But from there I learned how to like hold my hands and, and you know, you just critique yourself. Yeah. But I never, but I re- won a race, even mm-hmm. placed in a race. Again, either last or next to last. But I kept doing it. I thought it was great exercise, mm-hmm. and I just looked at it even at a young age, like, well, you can't, you know, you're not going to be successful in every part of your life. Mm-hmm. But I still kept running and still kept exercising. And now, for for most races, I either finish first in my age group or in the top ten overall. Um, nice. But you know, yeah. it, it's nice, and I do have the the medals and the bibs like on, in, on a wall in my man cave. Yeah. Um, but I think for me, it's just more personal, just to tell my eighth grade self, my ninth grade self. Like you stayed with it and you were able to accomplish something when most people would have just given up right yeah. then and there. If they, yeah. you know, if you finish dead last in every race for five years, <laughs> <laughs> but it prepared me because when you're trying to get a job in television, sure. 
it's not easy. It yeah. is extremely competitive. And when I was in college, I had 60 TV stations that I sent 60 resume tapes um, to. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of VHS tapes. Yeah. It's not now, it's not like it is now where you can send them a, a YouTube yep. link of your work. Right. So I had to edit it, yeah. then transfer it on these VHS tapes. I befriended every postal worker in Charleston County <laughs> at the time. But I was told no yeah. 59 times. Sure. You know, after a while, yeah. you would people would just say, okay, mm-hmm. maybe the man upstairs is telling me to try something else. <laughs> but it just, so I stayed with it and then someone yeah. said yes and it, you know, it's, Nice. I appreciate CN2 for taking that chance, but it's prolonged me into a you know a very successful TV career where we have won you know an an Emmy award. Yeah. So an Emmy award winner, which you know Emmys are given out to folks at the local TV level yeah. Yeah. Uh, throughout the country. So that's great. There are people mm-hmm. that work their entire lives that never get nominated. We've been nominated twice and won once. And then on the radio side, we've been named the best radio station in the state of South Carolina, as well as the best talk show in the state of South Carolina. There's like 200 something radio stations. So, yeah. you know, there, mm-hmm. it, it, patience, it, it does pay to be patient. And I'm a firm believer, like it, when it's your time, it's your time and just yeah. put in the hard work and it will pay off in the, in the run, in the long run. Hmm. And a couple of broadcasting related questions. Sure. So, yeah. Uh, I assume Lucas McFadden is your real name. That is you did the not real name that for television or anything like that. No, in no. fact, uh, that's a good question though. I do get asked <laughs> that every now and then. When I worked at WIS, the marketing team said they liked my name because uh-huh. it's got a, a great flow when you say the name like Lucas mm-hmm. McFadden. So it's mm-hmm. the right amount of syllables. Mm-hmm. And when you write the name, when they bring up your, we call them supers, yeah. S-U-P-E-R-S, but that's where they put your name at the bottom mm-hmm. of the screen. Lucas fits perfectly in between McFadden. Gotcha. They nice. say McFadden at the marketing teams has said it's a strong name, so they like that. <laughs> but if I ever had to change my name, yeah. I was going to be Luke Lucas. Okay, I was going to say. I was gonna, okay. <laughs> Luke, Luke Lucas, Lucas reporting live on the scene. That's that pretty, pretty good, good as well. Is, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But yeah, so I'm, I'm fortunate. Luke, Lucas nice. McFadden is my... Um, God-given name, yeah. and it's my broadcasting name. <laughs> but a lot of people in our industry do go by other names. Yeah, yeah. for like, sure. Like with, uh, I think of like with weathermen. Sometimes sure. they'll change it to something weather-related or something like that. So, right. Do you, have you given thought to what your weatherman name? Would be? <laughs> oh man, were... no. Oh my gosh. Did you something ever with, want to be in that kind um, of I think field, so, because kinda... that's also part of, I think my personality is mm-hmm. a little bit more that than it would be to do a three-part investigative right. reporting. <laughs> that's just not yeah. my MO. Yeah. I, there, there are folks that are fantastic in our industry that yeah. do that, and I love that they do that. But it's just not what I am drawn to yeah Yeah, and why so for someone who's uninitiated into something like that how is that different like investigative reporting versus it's a great question so at most tv stations radio stations you 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 have a general assignment reporter you have to do it all you Mm -hmm. do health stories education stories government stories crime stories whatever they throw at you you should be able to bob and weave and some tv stations if they have a lot of staff They'll have beats. You'll have like an education reporter, a government reporter, a law enforcement reporter. And those reporters just stay on that beat all the time. They make connections. They get sources. That That's helpful. And they're, they're usually on TV stations. And best, the I team is very yeah, common. Yeah. Those folks just work around the clock, mm-hmm. digging into records, gotcha. um, pulling stats, more power to you. 
I was never that kind of student yeah, in no. school. <laughs> I, I did not like research papers. Uh, you know, I, I like holding people accountable. That's what we need to do in our line of work. But I think, I think personally, there are other ways to hold them accountable other than bombarding them as they're walking out of a city council <laughs> meeting. But I, I can relate to them right. if you have sent multiple emails, made multiple phone calls, right. tried every way to get in touch with them, and they don't return your phone call at all. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, yeah. after that point, I've been to that point before mm-hmm. where I've had to kind of like say, hey, I've contacted you on every means necessary. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm having to do this now, but this is mm-hmm. the only way to do so. Right. Yeah, which is very to... different from a weatherman. Or, yes, or exactly. Or totally different. Yeah. 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 So I, um, but also I do find weather interesting, mm-hmm. uh, but I, it just wasn't as common. You have to usually go to school two extra years mm-hmm. post your undergrad, uh, but I wish I would have. Now at the College of Charleston, they have a meteorology degree. Yeah. And shoulda, woulda, coulda all day long. But I guess I would have something with the name Thunder, thunder. in my, in my uh, or or wind since I moved Lucas fast. Thunder. Oh, look, uh, McThunder is great. Thunder. Oh, that's great. Okay, there you go. All so right. if I have a second career and it's Lucas McThunder, I'll give you the residuals. Cool. We just want credit. Yeah. Just mention us. Uh, now, one, this is a silly reference. That's okay. But one, uh, a movie that I enjoy quite a lot is Anchorman. Totally agree with so, you. So, <laughs> is that? Do you enjoy that movie? Yes. Do you, uh, yeah, very true to life. Did you relate to that as a young journalist watching uh, Anchorman come out? <laughs> and I still relate to it today. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, I've got a nice big poster of the Anchorman movie poster in my man cave for sure. <laughs> uh, you know, it's pretty spot on. Yeah, I, I, I think most movies that, that depict the world of broadcasting mm-hmm. TV news specifically, I think for the most part, they're, they're pretty spot on. Yeah. Uh, I think Anchorman is spot on. There are people that will read everything in a prompter, including there are certain cues in a prompter <laughs> that are just meant for the studio folks yeah. to understand. Yeah. And there have been times that I've read through those when you're brand new. So I, I can uh, relate to yeah, that. Yeah. Um, we're not, I say we, most people are not as shallow <laughs> as Ron Burgundy, but the, I've worked with some that yeah. are definitely like it, so I can relate to it. Uh, I think the biggest misconception is people think we have a hair and makeup team. You have that in like New York, mm-hmm. Los Angeles, mm-hmm. Good Morning America, mm-hmm. uh, MSNBC, CNN, The Today Show, right. Fox News. Those folks have right. hair and makeup folks. Yeah. No one is coming to do my hair or makeup <laughs> in rural South Carolina right, at three right, o'clock right. in the morning when we're covering a shooting. <laughs> it, you see what you see is what you get for yeah. the most part. Right, so, right. But, but I do like it. I think it's funny. I think it is uh, relatable in terms of, you know, at the end, they were trying to get the big story. And that's mm-hmm. very relatable because people are competing. You're not only competing against people you work with, you're competing against everyone else. And yeah. I've seen um, at my... Uh, in when I worked at WIS, I saw other reporters battle other reporters similar to how they battle, <laughs> you know, and, and Anchorman a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, I've, yeah. I've seen people get down and dirty and say mean things to each other. Yeah. I mean, it's a cutthroat business, but you want to be number one. If right. you're number one, you can go to the advertisers and say we're number one. Mm-hmm. That means more money in your paycheck. So right. you can see how cutthroat it is. Yeah. I knew it was cutthroat. It wasn't really until I got into the industry that I saw just how cutthroat it is people will always upstage you they're someone is always behind is next in line right you're always replaceable and i think that's also a big misunderstanding in our industry most people like to leave in a blaze of glory and i'm going to leave right now and the (laughs) newscast is going to shut down right 
The newscast sure. will continue yeah. with someone else, <laughs> yeah. and that person will be popular as well. Uh, there's a movie called Up Close and Personal with Angelina Jolie, and okay. she plays a um, TV news anchor, mm. and she's trying to get high up on the food chain. It's a romantic comedy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I found that to be very relatable in our industry and just how cutthroat it is. And Interesting. She has to interview like the Barbara Walters yeah. of of the okay, industry okay, and okay. how she handles that. So it's it's that's that's a pretty accurate one as well. Nice. Now you mentioned uh, talk about prompter issues or things like that. Um, how much of your energy is concerned about ever becoming a meme or a blooper <laughs> or something like that? Because oh, I'll yeah. be honest, <laughs> some of the funniest things online are news bloopers. Totally you know, like, agree. I mean, <laughs> do, you, My, do you engage in watching those to kind of look out for pitfalls? Or one hundred percent. And I'm sure there are many uh, of those of mine out there. I just was from a generation <laughs> where YouTube was not as popular <laughs> then. Uh, but I will tell you, there was one where we were in a commercial break. And we were doing something with ice skating. Yeah. And we were going to have the person skate near us and splash up the ice like you see. Yeah. So she was trying to see how close she can get. And she got too close and knocked me and my guests <laughs> out. And I'm telling you, we went up like bowling pins and flat down. Oh, the re- re- uh, photographer was recording oh, uh, just because he was wanting to see what it looked like. Yeah, and yeah. when that happened, we did air that over and over <laughs> at my TV station. If I can find it still, I'll try to put it maybe on my social media yeah. channels. Uh, but my daughter and I will watch 20 minutes of bloopers on right. YouTube and yeah. think it's very yeah. funny. Yeah. Uh, the radio is live. So there's 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 like a written script that we might have like mm-hmm. the dates, times, and locations of an event or some talking points. Mm-hmm. So that one's live. So yeah. what you see is what you get. Sometimes I mispronounce someone's name or I get someone's first and last name confused mm-hmm. and just, you know, hey, yeah. sorry, it's live radio. Right. Television, um, I've learned now that if the prompter goes out in mid-sentence, mm-hmm. how to continue mm-hmm. talking. Now you might see a stumble or a uh mm-hmm. for a second, but you know how to continue and, and move on. Nice. That's though comes from years and years of, mm-hmm. of practice. You know, the first year into my, you know, into the industry, I would still go to stories with my questions written out on a, on a notepad yeah. and read it like, so tell me, you know, and finish the rest of the sentence. It was yeah. just very, you know, it's very green. Sure. And then you become very comfortable where you barely write out questions at all. That's Let's start at the beginning. Paper filing used to be the only way to send your business tax forms to the IRS. They would inspect each by hand, approving or rejecting. But with so many forms, that way was slow. We needed a change. Then, the IRS joined the digital revolution with the promise that it would simplify forms and instructions. But it was just as confusing as ever. Meet Tax Bandits, the simplest way to file your IRS forms. It allows you to easily fill out forms, review them, transmit them right to the IRS, and send out recipient copies via postal mail or online access. Plus, with direct integration with QuickBooks Online and Xero, and as the exclusive e-file provider for Sage Intact, whether you're uploading just a few forms or a million forms, Tax Bandits has the solution for you. Tax Bandits, the e-filing solution for every business. And we're back. Um, 
with Lucas. So uh, you've talked a little bit about your hobbies. You're, you enjoy uh, you're working out fitness. Uh, what, what are some other things that you're into in your personal life? So I'm a big thrill seeker. Okay. So anything where it gets your adrenaline pumping and blood racing. So indoor skydiving, done that. Okay. Love it. Uh, actually went skydiving. Yeah. Love that as well. Okay. In fact, uh, when the guy said, are you nervous? I said, I'm only nervous for the for the flight, like the taking the off. <laughs> and they, they said, no one ever says that. Everyone <laughs> says the jump. I'm like, oh, that's easy. Uh, I've done what they call a base jump. Uh, when I tell people it, they were like, oh my gosh, a base jump. Uh-huh. But it's a jump from the Stratosphere Hotel in Las Vegas. Oh. So it's the one at the at, at either end of the strip. And it's yeah. it looks like a space needle. Uh-huh. I don't know if they still offer it, but a couple of years ago you could go and they would put you in a suit mm. and t- put a cable in the back of the suit and uh, you would literally jump off jump like off a building. diving board, gotcha. very similar, the length and width of a diving board, mm-hmm. and you would just float all the way down. <laughs> and that one was cool because I got a yeah. GoPro yeah. picture of that, <laughs> of me with the entire Las Vegas Strip gotcha. right at sunset. It is oh, one man. of my favorite pictures. That's wild. That's pretty cool. uh, so I've rappelled down a real waterfall in North Carolina. It okay. took uh, about two hours to do that with a guide. Wow. Whitewater rafting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I go to Carowinds a lot. We're yeah. big amusement park nerds. Yeah. Uh, I am. My daughter is, which I'm so glad, at 11. Uh-huh. My wife has officially retired from amusement parks. <laughs> After our last Disney trip, she said, I'm, yeah. I think I'm done. I'll go and support you and hold everything. <laughs> um, so anything with uh, with uh, that pushes the envelope, yeah. uh, adrenaline is a big, right. big thing of, of mine. Do you have any bucket list items that you're still looking to achieve on that? Oh, my uh, goodness. Uh, seeking list? There is one I would like to do. It's the the bridge in West Virginia. It's oh, yeah. like is the it a gorge. Gorge, or right? Exactly. Like, yeah. uh, they have a base jump, but you have to get tra- you have to have years mm-hmm. and years. Uh, but I would like to do like a, a bungee jump. Yeah. Or, and mm-hmm. I think they've just introduced zip lining mm-hmm. out there. So I would like to cool. like to do that as well. I also would like to do this, and I saw this on social media, and I said I can't imagine that this does not exist. I would like to go. They were showing video of how flight attendants train. Mm-hmm. So of course when you become a flight attendant, you go to a flight attendant school mm-hmm. where they train you in all kinds of scenarios. They submerge a capsule underwater wow. and how to navigate through mm-hmm. that. I, mm-hmm. I would like to go to like a survival school oh, where they would put you in various scenarios mm-hmm. and teach you how to get out and try to see if you can get out. Like if you're in a plane and it goes underwater and the lights are out, how do you get out? You know, if, if you're ever kidnapped, I mean, it's a morbid thing to think about, but it sadly, it yeah. happens. Mm-hmm. What would you do? How do you escape? So that kind of stuff. Sounds I like would, a new reality show. You oh, could that's produce. a good yeah. one. You could yeah. produce that at CN2. Now, speaking of reality <laughs> shows, now if you can get the producers of Survivor, yeah. Please pass along this, uh, this plea. <laughs> I have tried out for Survivor huh. for almost every year really? for 20 years. Oh it's been on the air for 20 years, yeah. 43, 44 seasons, sometimes yeah. two seasons yeah. a year. And I don't even get a nibble. And I said, well, maybe I'm just not castable. That's weird. Uh, but I would love. So Survivor is my ultimate, yeah. ultimate, ultimate. Th- and I, could, I, I don't even... The money would be nice if I sure, last, sure. but I just want to see if you could do it, yeah. if you can get along with people, because it's all about strategy. Mm-hmm. And our and our and the line of work I'm in, industry, mm-hmm. is all about building alliances, mm-hmm. positioning yourself for success, um, you know, sadly pitting people against people. Yeah. I mean, that's just kind of what you do. Uh, so I already do that in my day-to-day life. So I'm like, why not go and see if I can do it <laughs> you know on, what it is? on an island? You're too nice. Really? You're that's not, what else not, someone told me. The same thing. You're not dramatic enough. 
gosh, but I can be a jerk every now you and gotta, then. You, so what are you submitting? Are you submitting a tape? Or I've is done it, it like, all. Yeah. I have done everything I've sang. Um, I sing my audition tape mm-hmm. to that of Gilligan's Island. Okay. I've done it. I've done it shirtless in the woods. <laughs> I've done it wholesome. I, I, everything you can do. It's got to be like a brawl. Like you get in the uh, fighting somebody. I just need to <laughs> flip off the camera and say, yeah. pick me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But they also cast nice people on that show. Oh, yeah. Well, true. I mean, yeah. But my, my stick is always, I look like the guy next door, but I have no problem voting you out or slicing your throat to get ahead. Yeah. And that might be a little much. I'm actually not slicing someone's throat. So if you can help me get on that. Sure. And I grew up watching The Price is Right, so that would other be my other big thing in life is to be on The Price is Right. And I love Bob Barker yeah. still to this day. I've got yeah. books written about him, and I still to this day watch The Price is Right. So those are two of my big bucket lists. One probably is a little more doable than the other. But if someone was listening from Survivor, I'm here and available. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fantastic. We'll see what we can do about okay, that. Okay, thank you. I figure you yeah, have we'll, some pull. We'll move, on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we do. we'll move on to the lightning round. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Here comes the lightning round, or or speed round, F- faster round. Anyway, we're going to ask the guest a bunch of quicker questions. Here we go. Okay, so what's something that you spend way too much money on? Oh, well, fitness equipment. Yeah, mm. all kind of fitness equipment, TRX straps, uh, uh, pieces of equipment that will do this and do that. And in the, in the hindsight, mm-hmm. when I look at them in my man cave, I'm like, all of these products pretty much do the same thing. I could probably just have a bench, some adjustable barbells, and a TRX strap, yeah. and I'm good to go. But definitely probably fitness equipment. Do nice. you have any examples you're willing to share of uh, something you overspent on? Oh, my gosh. Uh, <laughs> yes. So I have overspent. It is still in my man cave right now <laughs> that I have not used once, and I bought oh. it two years ago. It's you know the dollop weights by Bowflex. Okay. They also have dollop weights for uh, a a curling bar okay. and a bench press bar. They look great in my man cave. I have not used them once. <laughs> so I bought them around the time COVID was yeah, happening, yeah. figuring oh, okay, I would gotcha. use them during You'll COVID. the home gym. Exactly. Yeah. So that's definitely probably one. But again, one of my favorite pieces of equipment is a TRX strap. Mm-hmm. I'm not sponsored by TRX, but I absolutely love it because you use your body and you can go anywhere and do anything with it. So awesome. that nice. you only need that and a couple other pieces and that's probably it. Okay. Nice. Uh, and I think you've pretty much answered this next one, but when you were growing up, what was your dream job? And is that still true? So it's definitely in television, uh, mm-hmm. working in television. Uh, my dream job was to be, believe it or not, was to be Bob Barker on The Price is Right. <laughs> oh, okay. I, okay. I thought that was an yeah. actual job that I could apply gotcha. for. Uh, but I think uh, my other fallback job would be probably go into uh, be a dentist or an or or an orthodontist. Um, I had okay. really bad teeth as a kid growing mm. up, really bad. Huh. Bad overbite, teeth on top of teeth. It just was, when they showed the before and after pictures sometimes of people, and yeah. you're like, wow, <laughs> I was definitely the before and after <laughs> oh, wow. picture of folks. And um, you know, I think it gave me the confidence and obviously the line of work that I'm in. You know, Your smile is the front door to your face. So yeah. I, I appreciate my parents, one, yeah. for investing in that. Right. Uh, it, while they're still expensive, so many of these places do have like payment plans. So they are affordable now f- to the average person. But I, I saw what it did to me and my personality and already had, I was already pretty confident. And then it took me to a whole nother level and to be able to mm-hmm. give other kids and adults that would be pretty, pretty remarkable. Yeah, nice. that's cool. So you credit your success to your orthodontist. I sure did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I sure do. <laughs> nice. Uh, who would you say is your role model? Oh, wow. 
Uh, I know it's so cliche to say, but like my granddad and my dad, uh, they're just strong, hardworking men uh, that, that, you know, they, they get along with a lot of folks. We, we were raised in a house, obviously, where you just ask questions. Now, most mm. people might say, well, that's a stupid question. But in my household, there were never stupid questions, just stupid answers. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know, you don't know. So mm. they always encourage us to take risks have a lot of fun and not take things too seriously. I mean, again, we work in an industry, we're not saving lives, but mm-hmm. I mean, if you don't, if your story's not in on time, yeah. you can get fired. Mm-hmm. If you get a piece of information wrong, you can get fired. I mean, you walk on such a tight tightrope mm-hmm. and to be able to know and to have the coping skills of yeah. laughter and it's okay. It's mm-hmm. all right. I, I credit to, to both of them. I, mm. I know it's cliche, but they're, they're really um, very inspirational uh, gentlemen um, that have been in my life. That's cool. Awesome. That's awesome. Um, if you had a TV show or movie about your life, what actor would play you? Oh, easy. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. I was going to, I, gonna, I almost brought up Nightcrawler earlier. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. yeah. like a dark okay. side of, yeah. of yeah. all of this, right? Still very true to our yeah. industry in some way, but it's interesting. So I, yeah. 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 So I kept a journal for all four years when I worked in Columbia. So every single day I wrote down what, what went on. And I was like, well, one day if this is ever written, turned into a book mm. or to a sitcom, mm-hmm. you know, I've got plenty of material because some things people... I promise you would never believe happens in a newsroom. And I've got the receipts to say <laughs> it happens. And then some, but I've, I've cast like when that, you know, I write yeah. a, a book mm-hmm. about just, you know, navigating the, the broadcast business, TV yeah. news, which you don't always see. I call it the most unglamorous, glamorous job because <laughs> on the surface, it looks glamorous, right? right. It looks fun. It looks easy until you get into it. The hours are long. You, the, the people are tough. The conditions are rough. I mean, you really, it, you, you have to really enjoy it to stay in mm, yeah. year after year after year, because you know, the, the pay is nice. People always want to know about the pay, mm-hmm. especially kids. The pay is nice. I mean, obviously <laughs> I have house and car cars and you know, a nice quality of life, but we're not getting paid, mm-hmm. you know, $18 million. Like mm-hmm. some of the main anchors are getting paid in right, New York. But right. so Jake Gyllenhaal would nice. play me. Someone also said Paul Rudd, Okay, and the character I relate to doesn't age. Who does not age? (laughs) And Rob Lowe. So Rob Lowe's character on Parks and Rec. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I can see it. You know, literally, literally, literally. uh, (laughs) He is probably the one I've identified the most of that is very true to my personality. And most people who maybe have just met me or are slowly starting to get to know me, they usually have say will say. Have you ever watched Parks and Rec? Do you know Rob Lowe? <laughs> it's just very similar. He's kind of yep. naive. I'm naive. He's very humble. You know, I'd like to think I'm humble and uh, mm-hmm. you know uh, patient with people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and fitness is a big part of his yeah. Yeah. of his life. <laughs> yeah. So I'm very uh, very. Yeah. I can relate to his character. Yeah. So Jake Gyllenhaal first, and then Paul Rudd and Rob Lowe if nice. they're available. Okay. Nice, nice. <laughs> you do eat meat though, right? Do you? I do eat yeah, meat, okay. right? Yeah. Did, did, did his character was he a vegan? Or uh, something? He might have been. I can't recall. He, he, I yeah. Uh, but I do get on my protein kick, so I, I, I'm really big that people make sure they eat enough protein, which yeah. the average person, whether you're in fitness or not, we don't eat enough protein overall huh. for our diet. But, you know, I found, again, that's a big coping mechanism for myself. Mm-hmm. Nice. Fantastic. Nice. Um, what's the worst advice you've ever received? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, that's a good question. Oh, man. The worst piece of advice I've ever received. Oh, I might have been stumped on that. Um, <laughs> um, I, I don't know if it's piece. I don't know if it's so much a, a piece 
of advice. It's just you get in this industry and you can you can go far. You you can go far, but you have to have luck. You have to have the right look. You have to have the right features. You a, a lot of your outward appearance really matters a lot more sadly than your inner appearance. And when people say, oh, you can go far in this industry, mm -hmm. you certainly can. You have to put in a ton of work and it's for the average person, it's really not that attainable. Mm -hmm. I mean, there are only so many dark haired, blue brown guys that they're gonna have on the Today Show, Good Morning America, the right. big, big networks that right. people go to, mm -hmm. Sports Center. They're not gonna have seven guys that look like Lucas McFadden sitting around a table. Mm -hmm. They're just not. Um, and it's great. You, that should reflect, you know, the folks that give you your news mm -hmm. should reflect where you live. So, mm -hmm. you know, I think that is that is it. I always tell folks, you can go as far as you want to go. And at a certain point, consultants and agents will carry you the rest of the way, <laughs> gotcha. sadly. Gotcha. But it's just, you know, the nature of the beast. Mm -hmm. Nice. Um, this might be similar. What's something in your industry that you consider underrated? Uh, I think every... Uh, every reporter is probably not uh, appreciated enough for mm. their jobs. I mean, mm. we're responsible for bringing story ideas to the table. And if you didn't like high, if you didn't like homework when you were in school, <laughs> then don't go in this industry because you're constantly <laughs> absorbing information yeah. all the time. And you have to be able to articulate a story idea and hopefully the person that you need mm. to be to interview mm -hmm. is also willing to be on camera. There are a lot of folks in our listening area that have no problems talking. And there are people that have the talent and the skills and the knowledge. Mm -hmm. They just don't want to go on because they don't like the way they look or the way they sound. And I always say, but your information is so more valuable. You, you got to get over that. Mm -hmm. You can't that you're, you're withholding information that can help people based on how, how, how you, how afraid you might come across when you look and, and how you sound. And I can honestly tell you, most people are very forgiving. Mm -hmm. Most people are very forgiving and they understand unless you go to school for it, most people are, are a little green and they have more patience with you than you actually mm. think for yeah. sure. That's cool. But getting people to talk is probably is so difficult. Yeah, it is. So it's yeah. not, it's not like sadly the redneck that you go to interview after a tornado came through. A, <laughs> th those folks do exist. And sometimes they do right. seek us out, but the amount of folks that they have to work and the hours they keep. Mm. And now with the addition mm -hmm. of social media and the web, mm. it's not like we have our own team that handles that we yeah. get through with the story, mm -hmm. writing it, editing it. Then you get no break and you have to redo it all over for the demands of, of social media mm -hmm. and then do it on the demands of a website. It's yep. just a juggernaut. Mm. You're working holidays. You're, you're on call. It's just never ending. So yep. that that is, they're really the unsung heroes. So just be patient on them, especially the ones that are asking for an interview. Just give them a solid. You're also only going to make 30 seconds, 40 seconds of the whole interview. They right. trim We yeah. trim out a ton of stuff. And let me tell you, editing is everyone's best friend, present <laughs> yeah. company included. And y'all know this too. I, yeah, I do. I'm sure you have made many people sound much better than their actual interview. But editing is great. And that's perfect. There's nothing wrong with editing. If you can do it and make 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 it come across clean and great, why yeah. not? Right. Right. Absolutely. All right. Two more. What's one thing outside of what you already do that you'd love to be an expert at? Oh, my gosh. Uh, shooting. Like skeet shooting, mm, okay. I'd like to be an expert gotcha. there, or in golf. Mm. Um, I know how to do both, yeah. not very well, but I would like to be an expert in both of them. Gotcha, nice. 
And then um, if you could meet anyone, past or present, who would it be? Okay, besides Jesus Christ, which I feel like is always the, the standard, <laughs> um, Mark Wahlberg. Okay. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, that one's attainable. I know. I'm a big Marky Mark fan. Okay. A couple of reasons why. I grew up in the era that he is in. He's got a good backstory. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he did something in his younger days that was not very nice to someone else. He went to prison, did his time, and turned his life around, and has really made every effort to be a good human being. Mm. I think he's navigated the landscape of Hollywood very well. I don't think he bows down to the industry, so to speak. He, he goes, mm-hmm. he, he what's the drum of his own a beat of his own drum. Mm-hmm. Um, he's very physically fit, like fitness forward. And I really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um, I like how he, he does not get involved in politics. He's asked, mm-hmm. he's asked over and over again. He said, I'm an <laughs> actor. I am not in politics. No one cares what I have to say. <laughs> Carrie Underwood and Dolly Parton has said that as well. Yeah. Now I've, I might be showing my age a little bit, but I, I do like for folks, I don't want to know people's political opinion or yeah. their social uh, movement opinion. Mm-hmm. It just, I feel like it divides people now more than ever, but mm-hmm. I feel like he's just a good dad, a good husband and very relatable. Yeah. Everyone who knows me always just thinks like it's a little <laughs> obsessed, but he has his 4 a.m. exercise club. Yeah. Yeah. And I've said before, I've said I would love just to be able to go and just talk to him and exercise with him. But I, I just find him very relatable to be as big of a movie star yeah. as, as he is. That's cool. But yeah. they always say never meet your idols because uh, if you do, <laughs> they disappoint you. So I think there's, there's you that. You catch him on a bad day. Yeah. So. But I also find people that are everyday people, I find way more exciting than any celebrity. Mm-hmm. I've interviewed a ton of celebrities mm-hmm. over 22 years. I inter- I've interviewed um, George Clooney and Renee Zellweger when they made the movie Leatherheads. Oh, yeah. Gotcha. They made it all in the Carolinas. Yeah. When, when they were promoting the film, they came to Greenville, South Carolina, mm-hmm. and I was able to interview them. It was a very small room, a little bigger than this room, mm-hmm. with like five journalists to 10 journalists mm-hmm. from newspaper and television, and we were selected, and so I got to go. They were extremely humble, very nice, just down to earth folks. And mm-hmm. I, those are really well-known Oscar winners. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I found them to be extremely nice, but I have interviewed other celebrities. They are mean. <laughs> they're not approachable. They don't want to talk about anything. They really can't form a sentence. And oh, I'm like, why, wh- why do we care about you? But really? I find the people that defy the odds, people that have beat cancer, mm-hmm. um, a, you know, a, a kid that is trying for a bucket list yep. uh, and, and then achieves it. Those, in my opinion, are people that are just remarkable. People who have survived the miracle on the Hudson. Yeah. Um, Christy Spears, mm-hmm. who's a board member for the Fort Mill School Board, was mm-hmm. on that flight. Oh, wow. And I yeah. talk to her almost every year on that, and I've uh, on the anniversary, and I find it to be fascinating mm-hmm. what they went through, what was going through. Those people, I would rather interview hands down. Mm-hmm. Give me Christy versus Carrie Underwood, Dolly Parton, and Mark Wahlberg any day. If I had the option, I would go. I just find them more relatable. They're humble, and they've got a very inspirational story to tell. Very cool. Fantastic. Well, we appreciate you stopping by. Um, We got a little picture here on the wall uh, just to get your take on it. Um, So it's it's a building that does not exist right now. It's gone now. It's gone completely. Um, The old Panthers training facility. We ask a lot of our guests yeah. there to any thoughts they may have on that whole situation. Sure. Um, What's well, called the Hutchinson property now. Yeah, That's okay, what I gotcha, like gotcha. how to call it. It's, it, it's um, completely level. Yeah. A couple of things. Uh, Representative uh, Tommy Pope said it best. Mm. We went from honeymoon to divorce in less than a year. <laughs> and I think that is very true. Um, 
it was, you know, like everyone else, I had such high hopes. Yeah. It was going to, you know, they compared it to what what is uh, what is called the star for the Dallas Cowboys. Right. And I've and I've seen what that piece of property yeah. has done for Frisco, Texas. Mm-hmm. And if that is similar to what was going to happen here, like, wow, mm-hmm. like it was not going to be the rock hill that we knew right. hopefully for the better uh, but you know i'm also in the industry where like nothing is a done deal mm-hmm. until the building is built and the team <laughs> is practicing right. the hardest thing with this is covering it for the last year mm-hmm. yeah it was absolutely miserable to cover yeah. because no one wanted to talk no one would give an interview and only thing that the Tepper organization, the city of Rock Hill and York County would do right. is they would all issue statements yeah. or they would send us the lawsuit. Mm-hmm. Well, that's legal jargon. Yeah. We're, we don't have that. Yeah. So it would take us all day to absorb the information. Yeah. Then we had 20 more questions. And so if we brought them to the agency, mm-hmm. they were under a gaggle of not to talk and they were afraid it would jeopardize anything. So they wouldn't give us any information. So we were kind of left alone on an island by ourselves. Yeah. See, I'm always trying to get Survivor in there too. <laughs> but we're left alone to kind of piece together stuff. And I know people got frustrated with us, yeah. us being those in the media. Right. But like there were things happening. People wanted to know. Mm-hmm. And we couldn't do anything. Like it yeah. was just very, very frustrating. Yeah. I think I think that was the hardest part in the last year that I found was so challenging as a journalist because we had questions. We know people had the answers, mm-hmm. but no one no one would talk. Right. No yeah. one would talk. We we asked for every document. We went through every legal way that we can get documents. Mm-hmm. It just got us nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. Frustrating is a pretty good way to yeah. to mm. describe that because oh. early on you just kind of got what Tepper was putting out there. Sure. And then the city of Rock Hill was being very measured in their response and kind of being like, Oh, we're, we're upholding our part of it. We're upholding yeah. our part of it. But, uh, yeah. And yeah, just, but you I'm, can only say so much through that sort of legal jargon, but I'm an optimist. I'm always yeah. a glass half full kind of guy. And I know bigger and better things are on the horizon. I think our city city leadership know that mm-hmm. people want something big and they're taking their time, which yeah. again, in today's time, we don't want, we don't have patience. But mm-hmm. it, it, all things will work out just fine. But it's yeah. a good-looking building. <laughs> I just wish I would have seen it come to light. But, right. you know, shoulda, woulda, coulda all day long. Right, right. I think your, your friend Manning said it something similar where he said, you know, I think Rock Hill's going to end up better for it. Totally. You know? Like, I think we're going to yeah. get something better. We don't, we don't, I don't know what it is right now, but, you know, uh, we, we gave away everything to him <laughs> to make that thing happen. And it uh, <laughs> still wasn't good enough, apparently. So When God closes a door, just open it back up. That's how doors work, right? <laughs> so that's what happens. So the door might have been closed on that project, but we'll yeah. just open it back up and somebody else will see the value mm. that we have to offer. Somebody else behind that door. The state of uh, South Carolina, and including the folks that live here. Sounds good. Nice. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for dropping by, Lucas. Yeah, you are any rock other, stars. Any I appreciate other final, it. final thoughts? I don't think so. Just yeah. so, I appreciate. First of all, I appreciate you all. I love podcasts. I think they're great, and appreciate the setup that you all do, especially uh, here with Span Enterprises. Y'all are a big part of our city's DNA. Um, really support local media. I mean, it, it's great. It's job security, but folks work really hard to bring you news that matter, yeah. especially in our part of the state. York, Lancaster, and Chester counties, we get overshadowed by Charlotte Mm. and overshadowed by Columbia, Greenville, Spartanburg in this Mm. area. But we have a lot of news that happens here, and we're very proud of the job we do on radio and television. And, you know, these are the folks you go to school with, you went to school with maybe, Mm -hmm. you go to church with, you work with. And, um, you know, we're just out there trying to tell the stories of our, our community the best that we can. 
Awesome. Well, thank you so much yeah, for doing no it. Yeah, no problem. And you have a wonderful day. Yeah, thank you too. Come by. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Stick around next week and see what we talk about on The Bandit Room. The Bandit Room is a production of Span Enterprises, located in sunny Rock Hill, South Carolina. We've been developing, supporting, and growing successful IRS e-filing and business management solutions since 2010. Go to SpanEnterprises.com now to learn more. The views and opinions expressed in The Bandit Room are those of the guests and do not necessarily reflect or state the opinions of Span Enterprises. No information should be considered as tax, legal, or other professional advice.